everybody, it's Whitney, and I want to welcome you to the Ladies Takeover Empowerment Podcast, where we're all about helping you become empowered to be the best version of yourself. And guess what? I'm so excited because it's a new year, and I hope you're excited like I am. Listen, I just want to come and quickly talk to you today because last year some of you may have had some challenges you may have had some struggles and things that you went through but there's also some of us who had a really great year and if I was to just take a retrospective look at all of the things that happened last year I can't complain I am truly blessed from traveling to having financial increases and blessings my family being blessed and my body everything it it was just a great year And so I'm really looking forward to what's in store for 2020. And the only way to really make that happen is to ensure that you prepare for what is in your future. And I know a lot of you are probably thinking like, yeah, that sounds good. But listen, if you want to be your own boss, you want to do things that you could could hardly imagine in your wildest dreams I'm telling you there has to be some preparation that's put in to your goals your dreams your visions you have to prepare so that you can be the very best version of you and so um, I am going to have a special guest coming up next that I'm really really excited about because she's the epitome of knowing how to be her own boss guess what it costs to be the boss sometimes And if you were honest with yourself, you'd say that, you know, maybe I really don't have everything in line and in order. I don't have the self-control that I really need to work for myself and bring in a wealth and prosperity in my family, doing it on my own, not working for somebody else, but on your own. And so coming up next, I'm going to have none other than Miss Sydney Weeks. Yes. Sydney Weeks coming up next to talk to us about being our own boss. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. Hello, everyone. I want to welcome you to Ladies Takeover Empowerment Podcast. And this is Whitney, and I am back with one of my dearest friends, Miss Sydney Weeks. How are you? Hi, Whitney. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me on today. Absolutely. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule just to kind of chat with us and empower all of the women who are listening today. Thank you so much. Yes, anytime. Um, so let's just jump right in there. And I know about you. And the crazy thing is, is I've actually seen you <laughs> grow into <laughs> and blossom into an absolutely phenomenal woman. Thank and you. So just kind of share with everyone who is listening. Just tell us like a little bit about who Sydney is, um, your background and things that you're doing right now. 
So my name is Sydney Marlowe Weeks. I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I am 24 years old. I just turned 24 on January 10th. And I know, I'm getting old. So uh, first things first, um, I am in ministry. I am in business. I am an entrepreneur. So I serve under my mother, Janine Gant Weeks, at Axe Church in Philadelphia, PA. And I also serve under my grandfather, Apostle Thomas Wesley Week Sr. at New Destiny Fellowship. Um, I work for my family's company. We uh, are contracted with the city of Philadelphia Act Services for the last 40 years, helping the homeless in the city we house. Um, I also have my own beauty influencing line. I have a skincare line. I do social media influencing and YouTube. Um, I'm now in the crypto world, which is crazy to yeah. me. <laughs> but I'm working, um, you know, carrot bars and e-brand clubs and marketing and now being people's creative directors. So I do a lot. Um, also like to travel. So that's um, one of my favorite pastimes. But yes, that's just a little bit about me. Yes, a little bit about you. That's a whole lot about you. <laughs> like <laughs> you do so much stuff and um you remind me of myself, but when I was 24, I don't think that I was as focused as you are, and you were so um, driven to, uh, um, what is the best way to say it, to accomplish your, your goals that you set before you. I kind of was, uh, yes. later on in life, I decided to get serious, and so I think that it's just absolutely amazing, all the things that you listed that you do. Thank and, you. Um, so just kind of tell us what motivates you to get up every morning and to continue to do all of those things that you said that you do. Yeah, so um, what motivates me the most? I probably have three things. So the first is my faith. Mm -hmm. um, definitely that God allows me to wake up every morning and, you know, my last night wasn't my last night. It's just a blessing. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, even the Bible says that, you know, you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you, which just shows that nothing's impossible. I don't try to limit myself. I don't try to count myself out with anything. Um, so I definitely, my faith keeps me going. My family would have to be number two. I'm very family oriented. Um, we're very, very close knit with my family on both sides. So um, just what they've sacrificed for me in my, you know, young life and even my young adult years, I definitely always strive to do my best and give 110% so I can make them proud. Um, and I would have to say number three would be being told no. Hmm. No is probably the biggest motivator for me, being told that I can't or it's impossible or any, you know, glass ceiling that hasn't been broken yet. So those would have to be the three things for me that definitely motivates me, gets me up in the morning and, you know, keeps me on track for my goals. Like you said, I am a very strategic, driven person. So if I have something on my mind, if I, you know, want something and it's in God's will, then I'm definitely going to go get it. That's absolutely amazing. <laughs> I know that um, a lot of times when you are in pursuit to achieve different goals that you set out, that mm -hmm. we hit obstacles, right? And yes. so, like, how is it that you um, overcome the obstacles? Because here's the thing, like when you have um, all the naysayers, like you said, and the people that said no to mm -hmm. you, 
then it can easily kind of knock you off balance. So how right. do you handle that? Well, I have to say when I come against strife or obstacles or anything like that, I kind of look at the situation and I ask myself two questions. I ask myself, okay, is there anything that I can do about it? Because if there's nothing that I can do, then then I can't stress about it. I can't get upset. I don't, I don't spend too much energy on it because there's literally nothing in my willpower that I can do about it. So if the answer is no to that, then I leave it alone. If the answer is yes, I can do something about it, I reassess the situation and then I realign myself to make it happen. Um, it, it was funny that you said that because actually with Carrot Bars, when I was going for a Gold Director Elite, I had one of the people, they were going to be, I think either my second or my third leg, and they ended up dropping out three days before, um, you know, before the deadline that we had to get everything in and, you know, settled for. So I was away, I was in Miami at a wedding, and I think my mom told you this story, but I went to the wedding, the person called me, they dropped out, and I said, okay, I left the wedding in the middle of the reception, went out, I said, okay, Sydney, how are we going to do this? Is there anything that you can do? And at that point, a lot of people would have gave up. A lot of people would have just been like, oh, it's over, I'm gonna try again next month. But I said, no, I'm going to make history. I already know this is God's plan. I already know this is my plan. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to sit here at this wedding at 1030 at night. I made some phone calls. I had some people, you know, buy in a little bit more on some other packages. And I made it happen. And I ended up making history with the company. But, you know, I kind of just sit there and I, I don't try to get flustered. I don't try to get you know, too much energy into anything because sometimes when we get upset, that that disaligns our focus. It doesn't make things clear. It makes a lot of things foggy. So I always like to have a clear mind. So I really look at the situation. I try to assess it as best that I can. And then I go in and I direct what I need to do and how I'm going to achieve it. So. Man, that is, <laughs> you see it, <laughs> it is, you know what I mean? Because like, <laughs> That's the difference, I think, between people who are just average and people who are successful is that they don't ever give up. And so it's that extra like stride of hard work that makes a big difference. It's a game changer. And And another thing is like, I know a lot of people get hurt when they get told no. I've been told no so many times in life, like whether people believe it or not. (laughs) I've been told no so many times, but it honestly builds your character. Like every time that I've been told no, it's motivated me to go harder. It's motivated me to not even show them wrong because when you work hard and you become successful, your success shows people wrong anyways. You don't have to be revengeful or, or spiteful or go out of your way to you know show people that you made it because your success is going to do that for you so I just kind of take that as you know an extra boost to necessarily show the haters show the people that tell me no show the closed doors that hey I'm going to open up and build my own door and build my own table and create my own seat for my own success that is absolutely on point and (laughs) I think that like that's the problem with some people because they will um put their focus all on the other person and proving other people wrong like you said and it's just kind of like you know if you allow people's opinion to be what you do then you'll always be um in pursuit of 
people's opinions. They're um, giving you the okay and making sure that how they view you is important. And right. Sometimes when you get to certain platforms and certain plateaus, um, people's opinion, you can't be flustered by that. It makes yeah. sense to be um, focused on what it is that they're saying and doing because they'll hold you back for real, for real. And I feel like it's a mindset too that not everybody has, but I hope everybody grows with. Mm-hmm. Um, people sometimes take this as you being cocky or, you know, arrogant, mm-hmm. but when you're in business and, and really anything in life, when you commit to doing something 110%, you have to have the mindset that you're the best to ever do it. Yeah. And when you have that mindset, those people and those opinions not only do they not matter but they don't pay your bills they don't wake you up in the morning they don't they don't give you any energy to go about your day so it really doesn't matter but when you have that mindset that hey if i'm going to do this i'm going to be the best and even if i'm not the best i'm going to act like i'm the best because one day i'm going to get there and i find that when when you have that it takes a certain level of confidence it takes a certain level of maturity and it takes a, a certain level of understanding that when you're called to do something or when something's placed in your life as an opportunity, whether it be church, whether it be business, whether it be life in general, you really have to give it 110%. And you can't give 110% if you're giving 10% to Sister Pumpkin, 10% to, you know, Joe Schmo or somebody that's talking about you. They don't matter because that's taking away from your plan. That's diverting you where you have to stay super focused. And like I said, once again, your success will, you know, prove them all wrong. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, and I think that, you know, people always talk about this whole thing about wanting to be their own boss or I'm a boss and all this different type of stuff. <laughs> and, you know, the reality is, is that most people can't really handle being their own boss. You know what I always say? I always say that if you complain about your nine to five, you're not ready to be an entrepreneur. Come on. There's Absolutely. If you can't commit eight hours, do you not understand all that I do at now 24 i'm gonna say tw- i'm gonna keep me at 23 okay I'm, I'm fresh okay years old, the average 23 year old is just getting out of school starting at an entry-level yeah. job or an internship yeah. uh-huh. i'm here helping running you know businesses creating businesses helping people with their businesses yeah and what i can't do is sit there and allow any distractions or complaining because I have to put the time in. There's many, many, many early mornings and late nights. There's many times, although Instagram and social media and and all those different things show traveling, there's not one trip that I've taken that we don't work. Come on. We were in Spain together, Whitney, working. Yes, yes. (laughs) All all of the luxury is wonderful, but you also have to put the work in. And that's the behind the scenes that people don't see. So if you're complaining that you have to work this nine to five, and let me tell you something, nothing's wrong with a nine to five, okay? Mm -hmm. Because people always think when you want to be an entrepreneur or with business, you have to quit your job or you have to give it your all in the beginning. Let me tell you something, your nine to five check is an additional income. To be a millionaire, you have to have multiple streams of income. Yeah. So don't think that you're going to be off the ground running. Usually within the first three years of business, you're not making any real money. Yeah. Um, if you strategically plan for it, of course, there's ways to make profit where you're not you know, in debt. However, you have to know that 
it's okay to have a job. Mm-hmm. It's okay to understand that when you're an entrepreneur, you're going to put in a lot of hours. You're not going to get a lot of sleep. You're not going to see a whole bunch of friends and families and reunions and parties and all those different types of things. That's not really going to happen. <laughs> and even when you get to go on those trips and you get to go and travel and see the world, you're still working. There's yeah. no days off when you are a boss, yeah. period. Yes. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And <laughs> the funny thing about it is, like you said, that people see all of the fun that you have, but they don't see the hard work. And exactly. I mean, if you want people to be like, I want to do what you do. I want to travel all around. I'm like, you don't really want to do what I do. Cause, <laughs> you know, it's right. not just traveling around. There's been a whole lot of hard work, like you said, that goes into that to get to those places and spaces and time. And right. And another thing is, is like, yeah. Another thing is like at the same time, people want to become an entrepreneur or a boss because it's trending. Yeah. yeah. They don't want to become it for their empire, for their legacy. Everything that I'm working as hard as I'm working now at 23, because I'm not trying to work in my 30s and 40s. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm hustling while I'm young and while I can get up at five o'clock in the morning and go to bed at two because yeah. of work. Yeah. And and do as much as I do now because yeah. I don't want to wait till retirement age of 65 to exactly. retire. Come on here. Exactly. You know, and people don't have that mindset. They have it that, oh, because this is going on in Instagram, I can do that. No, that's that's not what you might be called yeah. for. You might have a totally different ministry. You might have a totally different business idea that you're sitting on, but because you're looking at the next person, yeah. you're going in the wrong direction when you can be going in the right direction. Yes, yes, that is so beautiful. When I say you, you are dropping knowledge right now. <laughs> like, you better come on. <laughs> I really feel like that speaks volumes to like who you are, your work ethic, all of Thank those you. things. I mean, it's just absolutely amazing um, Thank you. to see you. And I know that your family, your mom, your grandparents are so proud of the woman that you have, you are becoming into, you know? Thank you. Thank and, you. Um, so you mentioned that um, you work with your grandfather apostle thomas wesley week senior as well as your mother yes um, is she a doctor is Janine a doctor? She's no, she's a pastor. Okay. She's her title. So, yep, just pastor. Okay, right now. so Pastor Janine Weeks and Dan Weeks, and mm-hmm. help me understand like how is it being young, um, single, beautiful? How do you maneuver through all of those um, endeavors that you're doing, especially ministry? Oh, I love it. It's you know, it's so freeing, Whitney. <laughs> it's a lot of people, especially in church, I feel like shame the single season. Hmm. But I find it so necessary hmm. because you get to know yourself. Hmm. If and a lot of let me say it this way, a lot of pastor kids, if we're being real, you know, it's it's a lot of arranged marriages because yeah. this family does well with this family, this yeah. family will do well in the future yeah. with this family and yeah. and that's great and all. But at the same time, I feel like when it's pressured, yeah. a lot of the times it doesn't last because yeah. it's not that the the two people in the union don't know each other, it's because they don't know themselves. Come on. And a lot of the time, the single season is necessary because you need to date yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm 24 years old. I'm 
fully wholly single and <laughs> I truly believe that it's not only freeing because if I was married I would not be traveling as much as I am now in the last yeah. month yeah I've been to two countries two cities in the United States and an island there's no way I'd be able to do that with kids and, and a husband and, and, you know, all of that type of responsibility, which is wonderful. Mm. But at the same time, in my youth, while I have it, I'm, I'm getting to know Sydney. I'm not trying to get to know somebody else. And I also feel like even in a secular viewpoint, um, it's very common that we have these age deadlines that by 25, we need to be married. By 30, we need to have kids. By 35, we need to have, you know, investment property or something like that so yeah. I I find that because of those deadlines that's a secular pressure that people that might not be in the church also have and I just you know I always try to you know bend the rules a little bit and I just feel like personally for me that even though those are those deadlines and even though those are those stigmas and perceptions that by a certain age people should be married or you know in the church it's good to have a spouse young and all those different types of things i really think that people should take their younger years and truly get to know themselves because you attract what you are if i'm 50 percent, i'm going to attract a 50 percent person but if i know everything that sydney likes sydney stand for sydney's morals sydney's goals what i accept what i will not stand for then i'm going to attract another 100 percent person and, you get what I'm saying? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I think that what you're saying is important because um, I got married very young. I was 22, I think. I was 22. Mm -hmm. I got married, and then I had my first child at 23. And um, that whole being in a rush thing is real, right. especially when right. you're in in ministry and you're trying to do things the right way. Right. And it would have been more beneficial completely if mm -hmm. I had have just waited and got to know who I am because you know they say every 10 years you go through changes anyways and you're right. developing into who you are it would have made my life easier my husband's life easier right if I had a full understanding of who I was you right know? And, and they have the cognitive study that your brain is in fully function that the front right. lobal part of your brain that makes decisions sound decisions isn't fully functioned until 26. Wow. So now that I did not know. Yeah. So I, I know I'm a nerd low key, but <laughs> <laughs> um, just doing the research on that, you know, a lot of us in the church, a lot of us in general just feel like we have to. And not that anything is wrong with it, but sometimes even now it's, it's a little bit more tolerated versus, you know, 60 years ago, 18, you were married. Right. <laughs> that was actually late to get married at 18. <laughs> so, you know, you had teenagers and, and you were probably having your first child by 18 and that was the norm. Right. Um, but I feel that now it's it's really great that I'm seeing a lot of younger people just getting to know themselves mm -hmm. and really understand who they are. Because like you said, it could have reduced a lot of misunderstandings or issues, not only with oneself, but also with the other person. Yep. If you would have just taking a little bit of time. So that's all I'm trying to do. Yeah. Um, I think it's wonderful. And also when you're, 
I'm 23 or 24 now and pretty independent, I want to say, you know, I, I work hard, um, you know, as much as I love my mother, my mother would be the first person to tell you that, you know, I pay for my own bills and all those different types of things that, you know, some other 23 year olds are still, you know, leaning on their parents and, you know, getting allowances. Nah, that's, that's not me. I, I work very hard to support yeah. the lifestyle that I want. So knowing that, um, being single is great because at this point, because of how hard I am working and the fruit I'm producing, a lot doesn't impress me. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes when, especially females that are just getting out there in the dating world in their adult years, and they've kind of been in their parents' house the whole time, they haven't had any real experience in the dating realm or anything like that, it's very easy to impress them because they haven't impressed themselves. Yes, yes, that's a- So at this point in my life, I, I'm, not, I'm not wavered by, you know, different types of things that I've already made accustomed to my lifestyle. I'm looking for somebody that can upgrade me and I've already upgraded myself. And that's going to make the realm for me a little bit harder, which I'm willing to wait for um, because it's it's at a higher standard than when I was 21, 19, 18 years old. Yeah, yeah, that's a really that's a really good point, and I think that that's how people get taken advantage of. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. So like, yeah. um, someone comes along and they're like, their eyes are all big, like, ooh, you can get me this, <laughs> or you can take me here, and right out to dinner at this fancy restaurant. No, I'm not impressed by any of that. I can do that for myself. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, that I listen. I just wanted to do that. Like, I really, really appreciate you. Um, all that you're saying because I mean like I'm sure that everyone who is listening is probably like screaming and shouting (laughs) and like yes yes yes." (laughs) thank you you have so much wisdom to be um only 24 and um (laughs) and so like I can't wait to see you in like 10 years like what you're doing I can see you like in the white house like (laughs) over the world we need it we need it right now but thank you (laughs) yes we do so um here's a question for you and I don't think that I um shared this with you but like um looking back now I used to always say this and I hated it because my mom would always try to like help me and tell me different things and you said you work with your mother so I'm sure that she's giving you advice at some point and when you were younger like especially in your teenage years what is one thing that you could say that your mom told you that now you're like you know what at the time you didn't really understand you're like you don't know what you're talking about but now (laughs) um that you're in your 20s close to mid-20s that you realize you know what she was right Mm -hmm. probably to slow down Mm. slow down is probably I've I've always been I don't want to say hyper but you know me I'm very I'm very much so a a people person with Mm -hmm. um and I'm I'm very much so goal like goal oriented I don't know if that's because I'm a Capricorn or just because of the fact that you know it's just instilled in me on both sides but even when I was let's just give because the people don't know me so I was doing makeup artistry as young as 12 years old professional um celebrity print bridal clientele by the time I was 15 so I was making real money young um I was also working for my family shelter so I I think 
with me being as young as I am, but wise as I am, is because I started at a very young age. And being in business at a very young age definitely grows you up fast. Yeah. Um, so my mom would always tell me like, you know, slow down. Like sometimes I wouldn't go to my friend's Sweet 16s because I would have a gig or something like that that I would have to go do makeup at. Wow. Um, and you know, even church, my mom always made sure, and I, and I thank her so much for this, but I was always a balanced kid. I know sometimes church kids, pastors kids, all we know is church. But, you know, I went to the football games and I, I went to prom and I, you know, did the things that the normal teenager was doing. But I think sometimes I didn't necessarily count myself out, but I put myself aside because I was already looking 10 years ahead when I just should have been a 16 year old or a 15 year old or a 14 year old. So now that I'm an adult and you know, when you're a kid and you have a business, it's different because you can still be a kid. Once you're an adult, it's over. Like you're an adult forever. So I think the one thing looking back that I would have listened more is to slow down and really enjoy those those kitty corny moments like those you know family reunions and stuff like that I think I would have did more of um but that's that's the one thing that really stuck with me that I think I should have listened to a little bit more I got you and I mean you're you're probably right you know but I think that at the same time it's a it's something that's innate you know you're just right you are really, really driven, and I'm not mad at you, girl. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, with the last question, and um, I'll let you go, but I want you, you've already said so much to bless me and help those that are listening, but Aww. can you just kind of share with us maybe a couple of nuggets that you have that would just kind of um, conclude us for inspiration for this evening? Okay, so I'll give you this. This is this is my rule of thumb. This is the law I abide with, and this is something that I see that a lot of people aren't doing now in this social media millennial age. Okay. Um, it's three things to keep private. Okay. Number one, your relationship. Mm -hmm. Number two, your business. And number three, your money. Wow. In all aspects, love, finances, and even entrepreneurship, nobody should be able to clock you. Nobody should know your business. And I find that with Facebook, with Instagram, with Twitter, we're so quick unknowingly and not even cognitively realizing that we're putting our business out there, but we get mad when people comment. Mm. And I think it's really important and hopefully will inspire somebody to understand that you can be out there in the spotlight, but you should keep something sacred. Mm. And especially people my age, I find um, they're very quick to put their business out there. They're very quick to show what they have. They're very quick you know, when they make money, they don't really know how to handle it or how to budget it. Um, and I think that when you're trying to grow, you have to understand that some things just don't need to be out there. Yeah. Some things need to be kept private because even though you might be mad or even though you might be excited and you want to share everything, yeah. you have to understand that everybody in the world doesn't have your best interests. Yeah. And off of that tangent, another thing and it, it might not sound inspiring but it's a good mm -hmm. nugget to understand that when you elevate and go to higher levels of success everybody's not going to come with you wow 
And I had to learn that at a very young age. I think why I'm not phased at it now at 24 is because my friends and my, even some family members couldn't handle what my family immediately, like my grandfather, my mother, and all of us were doing and the type of businesses with the income and financial status we were making at a young age. And I had to get that at a very, very young age, but I'm seeing in my adulthood that now my friends who are becoming successful, whether it be with sports, whether it be with, you know, social media and, and stuff like that, they're blowing up and their best friends, their cousins, you know, Pookie from around the way are now hating on them or necessarily dropping out of their life because they can't handle it. Yeah. And I think the most important thing to understand is that you can love people, but sometimes it has to be from afar mm -hmm. and don't get mad. Um, it, it might hurt at first, but don't get mad or upset because it's going to be some people and it might be the very closest people to you that aren't going to understand your vision or what you're doing or where you're trying to go or when you finally get there they might not be able to handle all that you are and it's okay so i would say keep your stuff private and understand that sometimes when you you know you're doing this walk it may be alone that's phenomenal and let me just say that like I think that it's really important for people to catch that because like you said so much is happening where everybody's going live they're doing mm -hmm. social media they're doing all this stuff and social media has now created um, an avenue and a platform for people that wasn't around like 10 exactly and so it's just amazing because um, some things people judge your life and base your life off of what they see not knowing that there's so much more in depth to all the things that you're doing and um it's inevitable you're gonna have your haters you know what i mean and, yeah and i think that that's what hurts that's the hard part because it will be people that are closest to you that are envious but i heard this saying once where people um a, a mentor of ours said that the grass always looks green on the other side but mm -hmm. in actuality the grass is only green where you water it exactly people, sometimes you're putting in the hard work and people are looking wondering why their grass isn't green is because they're not doing anything to make it green you know and sometimes people I find people get very emotional mm -hmm. um if you know me and you know me Whitney I'm a very logical person mm -hmm. I don't get in my feelings I don't get in my emotions much mm -hmm. and sometimes people will call you cold-hearted you know <laughs> they'll say what they want to say but I I think that me being a logical person has definitely helped me and the success that I have because even when haters did say stuff or when people didn't support because they didn't understand the vision I didn't get in my feelings about yeah. it because I knew that if I stayed logical they would see and understand one day whether they were with me or not uh -huh. but what I always like to refer to is my favorite place in the world is Italy and I was just there for my birthday I was there for 10 days um, my mom and I and I love it so much because of the history of it mm -hmm. especially Rome um, Rome's the capital of the country and I love it because it took 1700 years to build wow. right 1700 years to build 1700 years to build it took one day to burn it down. Come on. <laughs> you could do so much in my 24 years of life. I have done so much. Yeah. I have worked so hard. I have put in countless hours and sleepless nights and all of that good stuff. And because one person made me mad and I reacted in the wrong manner, I'm done. Mm -hmm. 
And that's what people don't understand. You have to be so careful and so calm and so logical that no matter what comes your way, you cannot be wavered. And I always think through strife or disappointment or even through anger, because you know, you do have those moments in business when things don't go your way. You're like, what? No, I planned everything out perfectly. That's life and life is going to happen. But you can't build for 1700 years and then go insane like Nero did and play a fiddle burning his own city down. You can't do that. So at the end of the day, I always try to explain, especially to the younger people that I mentor, you have to pause, reassess, and realign yourself. And when you do that, you have a more clear and focused vision on how to get to the goals that you set. That's beautiful, Sydney. <laughs> that is so beautiful. And I just want to tell you again how much I appreciate you talking with us on this evening. And so, like you mentioned, that you have a your own skincare line and yes. other things. So, just kind of tell people how they can follow you, your social media tag. Sure, sure. So my my personal social media is Sydney Marlella. S Y D N I E. M-A-R-L-E-L-L-A. That's my personal one. And then for my skincare line and beauty influencing and all that good stuff, um, you can follow on Instagram at SMW Collection. That's my skincare line's name. Um, I'm also on YouTube at Sydney Marlella. That's just the name on there. Um, and they can also go to my website, www.smwcollection.com. So that's how they can contact me. I'd love to talk to them. Awesome. <laughs> I'm a very friendly person, y'all. Yeah. So talk to me, follow me, all those different types of things. And thank you so much, Whitney, again, for having me. I appreciate sure. it. Absolutely. You, this was wonderful. Great conversation. <laughs> um, you're such a beautiful person. And so thank you again. And everyone, this is this episode of Ladies Take over empowerment series we'll catch you next time